Welcome to the Unfunny Kevin Show. <clears throat> it's Monday, 8 p.m., unfortunately 11 p.m. for uh, New York listeners. I apologize. Uh, you're still getting it on a Monday, so that's fun. Uh, we're here uh, to talk about life. No, I'm just kidding. Listen to Tapped In, uh, tappedinmusic.com, Tapped In in the iPod store, Tapped In on Instagram. It's my podcast where I get to interview rappers and other musicians. It is uh, truly a fun experience. Watch it on YouTube. And uh, support the show. Back to supporting my show, The Unfunny Kevin Show. Thank you for a record March. I had the best month ever on this fucking show. Over uh, 300 downloads an episode. I mean, this is great. Thank you so much for listening and sharing. I'm assuming you're sharing with your grandparents and your folks and your cousins and your sisters and your boyfriends and, and your girlfriends and your partners and I thank you. I don't know. I'm so grateful. It's awesome that I get to do this. Uh, and without you, I, I got, there's nothing for me to really do, uh, which is not true. Stand up is, it looks like it's coming back to LA. Uh, so I have to figure that out. I got vaccinated to do this fucking shit. So <laughs> wouldn't it be nice if I could do it? Uh, on top of that, Last episode, we talked about being held at gunpoint when I worked at Verizon, and I realized I haven't shared a lot of my uh, experiences that I've had that are completely insane working jobs that are also completely insane. So I think we'll uh, we'll tackle some funny stories I have working at jobs. Uh, I think that <laughs> I think that'll be a a good a good episode. Um, before we do, I took a poll on Instagram which I like to do every week. Thank you for participating. I asked if social media has done more harm than good. And I think with, you know, documentaries like The Social Dilemma and I don't know, the other 1800 documentaries about, you know, Facebook manipulating QAnon grandmas and, you know, incels and people kind of were really quick. I mean, 100% of the people who voted, 100% said it's harmful. I stopped checking like an hour ago and I posted it at like 9 a.m. So everybody seems to say it's harmful while using it, oddly enough. Um, <laughs> and I'm going to do a, a plug for a, a tool, I'll call it a tool, that I found pre-pandemic from a company called The Light Phone. Uh, I don't think this company's talked enough and I know a lot of people are upset they can't leave iMessage and blah, 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 blah. Look, if you are savvy enough to use a fucking iPhone and you have an Apple laptop, you can use the Light Phone. You just swap your SIM card, forward all your messages through iMessage to your laptop. You can keep your stupid iMessage. The Light Phone is fucking incredible. You have an MP3 player. You have a podcast app. You got a calculator. You got a regular phone. You have SMS. You're done. You don't need any other horse shit. It's an e-ink screen. It saves a bunch of battery. It has a great 4G LTE network. And you can use it on most uh, SIM card-based networks. But the point is, it, it has no distractions. It's black and white. It's got no social media. It's got no fucking email. You can keep all that shit on the computer where it belongs. Um, I used mine six months straight without any companion phone. I had no iPad, nothing with it. And uh, it changed my life. It helped me use my iPhone differently. And now, because I do this and, you know, you got to stay tapped in and be on social media, I've, I've reverted back to the iPhone. But I'm really uh, considering I got another number that I'm going to put on that phone and just carry that. 
because there's something precious about not having to deal with bullshit, right? Like, and people having unprecedented access to your thoughts and your feelings and your pictures and your stance and your political leaning and it's too much. I don't, I really don't want my ex-girlfriend or uh, weirdos that I've blocked or creepy folks knowing what I'm up to. I don't. And I recognize that on some level I have to be public to a certain extent doing what I do, but I don't know. Light phone, check it out. It's one of my favorite things. I like to share positive things with you guys um, as well as negative. But that was a fun poll. 100% said it's just shit. And, you know, with uh, every girl that I seem to know is getting lip filler or they're, uh, uh, there's there's women online that uh, pretend they're not getting fillers and injections. And, and some are actually uh, really loud about it and really proud. Um, and, you know, do what you got to do. Yes, queen. Body mods are great. I'm just saying. It's just, I think social media plays a role. You can tell me I'm wrong, but uh, I think it does play a role as well as the patriarchy and et cetera. And whatever whatever your opinion is, I, I'm here for it. I just think it, it does do more fucking good or it does do more damage than good. That's what I'm trying to say. Yes, at its best, you know, you mobilize peaceful protests and at its worst, you riot and storm the Capitol. I don't know. I, or you... You take ass meat and you move it to your tits or you take, I don't know. Is that what it does? Is that, is that what makes you, I don't know. Jobs. You gotta have them, right? You gotta love them. I just remember I was, I was 15. No, I was 14. I'll start from the beginning. I was 14 years old. I was going into ninth grade and my dad had just gotten out of his like third rehab and Someone from his rehab or like a buddy from AA gave him a job at a, it was a cell phone accessory warehouse in Chatsworth, California. And a lot of listeners, I mean, we have people, shout out Colorado, Centennial, Sentinel, Colorado. One of our strongest listening bases is there. And you don't understand Chatsworth, California. Chatsworth, California, it was traditionally known as the porn capital of LA. Uh, but what I knew it as was work. So in the summer, my dad would take me Monday through Friday, uh, most weeks, Monday through Friday, sometimes every other day, uh, devoid of child labor law. It was not on the books. I would go for $14 an hour cash. I would work in a warehouse that was not air conditioned in July till September. It was my first experience working and There was like a 400 pound, um, he was Hawaiian, uh, drug addict. He was about six months clean. My dad, alcoholic, myself, and then this guy named Ling, L-I-N-G. And he told us he was Taiwanese, if I remember correctly. And he had the greatest stories on planet Earth. And he spoke pretty decent English, but he was missing like, 90% of his teeth and he really like you know I'm bilingual and I have family from Iran and um, accents are like my thing like I'm used to uh, accents and I can decipher shit but the funniest thing about Ling 
is it would be like 100 degrees. He, he was a recovering um, meth addict. And he, for some reason, it wasn't cultural. I know this for a fact. For some reason, he was really good at magic. He would do magic tricks all the time that were like David Blaine or whatever, uh, 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 Chris Angel level magic tricks. But he was like, he was a regular, you know, 60 year old Taiwanese meth addict who just, what we would, what we would do is we take batteries. People would order batteries on eBay or cell phone cases and we would pack them into slips. And uh, when we didn't use slips, we used boxes. So what he would do is sometimes he'd like be like, uh, Kevin, Kevin, give me that, uh, Kevin, give me that bat, bat battery, give me that battery. I'm doing a terrible accent. I'm just trying here. I'd say, okay, here's the, here's the battery. And he'd go, all right, ready? He'd go like this. He'd make a popping noise and he'd pull it out of my ear, out of nowhere. And then he'd go, Kevin, give me that bock. Give me that bok. Give me that bok. And it sounded like bok, bok. It sounded like a, kind of like a chicken. And I'd go, bok, what the fuck is bok? And he'd be like, bok. And he'd point, and it was box. He'd always say box. Like, give me that box, because I, I would stack the boxes for shipping. <laughs> he'd say, give me that bok. And then I'd lift up the box, and then there would be like an, a battery hidden under it. I'd be like, dude, Ling, stop doing this. You're scaring me. Like, he would just constantly do magic tricks. It's not as exciting as getting held at gunpoint at Verizon, but uh, again, meth addict, maybe three teeth, and he did magic. I mean, how exciting, right? And then after that, I quit that job when school started. I ended up working at this place in uh, Calabasas, and it was called Davis Research Center. And it was <laughs> it was a, a, a really horrible operation that would take kids from high school put them on a like a worker's permit and then just kind of like use us to do these phone not telemarketing telesurvey that's what it was it was like telemarketing surveys so we'd have like a, a an ongoing phone headset that would just dial it was a dialer and it would just give us a script so it'd be like this is one of the scripts so I would get a script that says, you know, hi, Mrs. Blank or Mr. Blank. Are you happy with Walnut, California's new ordinance to limit noise? If yes, tell me yes. If no, explain why. It was like a, you're a fucking robot. So I grew up loving impressions and accents uh, because I'm bilingual. I was raised in an Iranian-American household. My dad's from Jersey. My mom's from Iran. You've heard the spiel. So I grew up uh, having to watch Hooked on Phonics uh, and master my voice. So I was 15 and what I'd like to do at this fucking job, because you're on the phone, no one can see you, no one knows who you are. They give us a fake name. So I'd be like, hi, Mrs. Jones. This is Derek Slobin calling. And I'd like to know if you like city ordinance 553, whatever. So what I do is I would change my voice every call and i'd have a laugh because i'd constantly uh trigger warning misgender the person on the phone so i would be like if if i knew i was calling a household and i heard someone pick up the phone that i could clearly identify as male i would go hi mrs robinson even though i was clearly speaking to the mister and i'd say this is daryl slobbin 
I'm calling about city ordinance. And they go, hey, hold up, you fucker. What did you say? Did you call me a miss? Did you call me Mrs. Slobbin? Ma'am, please calm down. Are you happy with city ordinance? Hey, motherfucker, I'm talking to you, you stupid fuck. And they'd scream at me and insult me. And, uh, and it was just funny how the misgendering was enough, <laughs> was enough grounds to treat me like shit. So what I did was then I'd switch up my thing and I'd call back and I'd be like, hey, this is Mr. Derek Slobbin. I'm calling. And they'd be, Mr. Derek Slobbin? Hey, you just called. And I'd be like, no, sir, you're incorrect. This is Derek Slobbin. I'm calling on behalf of the city ordinance. And instead of going to my next caller, I'd keep calling the guy who got mad and just changing my voice. And um, about a week later, I went back and they had a new script for us. It was for like a pizza hut. And we were calling to see if people liked the new crust or the stuffed crust. And we were calling like different um, households that, they, you know, data they collected and whatever, harvested. Uh, so I was like, okay, time to call. So I sat down and I called people and I, I decided, all right, I'm going to get crazier with my voices. So I'd call and I'd be like, you know, uh, hey, good morning. How's it going? This is fucking uh, Daryl Slobbin over here. Is, uh, I'm looking for uh, you, the lady of the house. And I'd be like, what did you say, dude? My name's Thomas Middle Stankovich. <laughs> My name's Thomas Middle Stankovich. How dare you? I'd be like, all right, ca- calm down, yeesh. Just settle down. And I'd, I'd start threatening people in that voice. And then and then I'd call another person and I'd be like, Hi, this is Derek Slobbin. Or I'd be like, Good morning, this is Derek Slobbin. And I'd just constantly alter my voice. Uh, Good morning, this is Derek Slobbin. And I'd just freak them out. And they recorded me. They, <laughs> they recorded every fucking call I made. And um, they played it for me. They said, Kevin... Uh, please come to the back. We're going to have a performance review. And I was like, oh my God, the fucking promoting me. My voices are killing it. I'm getting a bunch of people to stay on the phone for a long time, even though they're angry. I'm at least I'm doing well with retention and call duration. And I sat down at 15 freaked out in front of a bunch of zit faced fuckos, you know, pasty white guys with suits that were thought they were, you know, great. Cause they work at a call center and they were like, Mr. Melody, um, we want you to listen to something with us. <laughs> and they played back every single call, and they made me listen to every voice that I used, and they made me listen to the misgendering, and they made me listen to the rage reactions, and <laughs> I was like, you know what? I don't need this job. I'm 15. You can go fuck yourself. Uh, and I bolted, and I took off. Um and that was kind of it, you know, uh, that was kind of it. Uh, it was really, really crazy, but it, it is what it is. And I just kind of thought it was, it was just, it was a goof, right? It was a goof. Um, but just like these different scenarios growing up, working at a young age, dealing with crazy shit. And then of course you guys already know about the being held at gunpoint. I'm curious to know what your job, uh, weird jobs were, and weird experiences you had. I, I was obviously fired, um, and I moved. <laughs> I moved on quickly to uh, Jamba Juice, which was, whew, let me tell you, a whole other um, weird experience. Uh, I had a 
racist manager who was also a pig. He ended up getting uh, fired for uh, sexual harassment, thank God, um, and fuck him. But yeah, you know, you got. I guess my point is, you got to work these jobs to figure out what the fuck you like and what the fuck you don't like, right? Like, you got to work these jobs to figure out if you truly have some kind of future in whatever it is, or even in a broader spec uh, spectrum, even like pulling out further away, seeing like, do I really like working for cocksuckers like this? Do I really like management style like this? Do I really like manual labor? Do I mind that there's no air conditioning in this cell phone warehouse with uh, Ling who does magic? Do I mind that I you know can't make phone calls and use a dummy voice when I'm 15 years old and I don't maybe want people to know my identity? Um, you kind of have to <laughs> sift through the debris and then find like what exactly works for you. Uh, and I think that that's a big help, you know, and we had someone uh, last week that sent in a question like, how do I maneuver in a toxic work workplace? It's like, hey, maybe figure out that the workplace isn't quite cut for you. Maybe you actually don't even like fucking enjoy that profession and you got to start plotting a way to get out. I don't know. Um, but that's an important that 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 kind of brings us full circle here is like you got to do shit to know you don't like it. And it's like <laughs> when I was little, I'd be like, no, I'm not eating a tomato. And my grandpa would be like, you can't say you don't like it if you don't try it. You know, you have it once and you never have to have it again. And I'd be like, ugh. And I'd eat the slimy fucking thing. I love tomatoes now. But I'd eat it and I'd be like, oh, shit, he's right. Like, I didn't dig it at that time. I ended up eating them later. But after I did it that one time, I never had to eat tomatoes again. And I said, I'd reference like, hey, remember how fucking awful that experience was? Yeah, I'm not I'm not signing up for that again. And I think that's <laughs> this is funny. I think that's the key to life is uh don't limit yourself and also don't be so uh, anxiety riddled and afraid to try things. Um you just don't know what you don't know and you don't know what you don't like until you truly try it. And I think it's an important kind of lost piece of uh of advice and i feel like especially now people are so scared not just i'm we're not talking about covid just people are so filled with anxiety and people are so filled with fear and it's just like come on you gotta you gotta get off you gotta get off of that you know you gotta wake up a little bit and get get out there uh and and see what you like and see what you fucking hate and that might even be people you know it might not even necessarily be a profession it could be a partner or a friend or a coworker or a lifestyle. I don't know. You know, you you can't quite say you hate keto if you haven't tried it. You can't quite say you're uh, you hate veganism if you haven't dabbled. You know, you got to kind of give that shit a shot and then see where it lands. So I don't know. That's that's kind of the message. I think that's a positive way to end uh, the unfunny Kevin show. Uh, at gmail.com if you want to inquire about sponsors uh send send me your fucking work your job stories any funny first job stories uh, you can also dm me unfunny kev on instagram unfunny kevin on twitter the show's everywhere spread it uh the way you spread uh covid no i'm just kidding do not uh but but make it you know as viral maybe uh and <laughs> please continue to listen every week 
Thank you so much for supporting. As I promised, I'm here every Monday. So please continue to listen, and uh, I'll keep you guys updated on all this shit. Thank you. Thank you.